Welcome to the Enneagram and Christianity Podcast with your hosts, lead pastors Claire and Scott Lorridge from Crossroads Church and Ministries in Marshall, Michigan. In this Advent 2020 season, we're asking the question, how will you unwrap the gift of Christ in you this Advent season? We hope that you'll join us December 1st through December 25th as this podcast will create space for you to unwrap the gifts of Christ's presence for every Enneagram personality style. So dive in, let's take a listen, and let's unwrap the gift of Christ. Here's Claire and Scott. I am welcoming my friend um, Kelly Wright from Missouri, and uh, or Missouri, depending on which way you like to say it. Right. And how do you say it, Kelly? I say Missouri, uh-huh. uh, but I have had uh, family members through the years call it Missouri. Uh-huh. And there was even one time at the Missouri State Fair, they actually had a uh, little tallying booth where they were asking people, how do you say it? And I think actually Missouri won, but there is both. So That's right. Well, I was yeah. corrected the first time I ever visited uh, and went to the Jesse James hideout. And I was told it is Missouri, ma'am. And so ever since I, I thought, well, I'll err on the side of Missouri. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and probably depending on where you go in the state, there's the correct way to say it. Uh-huh. And, um, and what I know about you is that because you're a, a spiritual director and a therapist and a pastor, um, and, uh, and, and we'll talk about what you're doing right this minute. I, I didn't even know what to call you doctor, uh, spiritual director, pastor. Um, and you said, call me Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll call you Kelly. And, yes. uh, and, and what I do know with you is that there is a really open heartedness to mm. uh, let people pronounce things incorrectly. Uh, and, uh, and let people be with you as they are, yeah. which is a beautiful thing. Mm. And, um, and I feel grateful during Advent, uh, to host, um, conversations like this one yeah, where I can trust that the person I'm speaking with is not, uh, um, not clear, mm-hmm. but, uh, but open, uh, not not fixated, but uh, in the mystery, mm. and uh, and so uh, I I'm really happy that you're here today, Kelly. And you know, anytime I'm with you, I feel your beautiful husband Hartley right behind you, even if I can't see him. Yes, he's <laughs> he's here. Uh, you know, in in my heart and in your heart too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in my sweetheart Scott's heart too, because they were in a small group very early on in the uh, in the Transforming Center, which is where you and I met. Yes, in community with Ruth Haley Barton, and uh, and uh, experienced um, experienced a, a place where it was safe uh, to to talk about life as it is, and yes. uh, and in um, this pandemic the, you know, the craziness of 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am always looking to engage in conversations with people who can help people see 
in ways they can't uh, traditionally see. Mm-hmm. And that they allow their perspective to be widened, even though they might have a very particular perspective. And so welcome to Advent um, with us here at, at, uh, at Enneagram and Christianity and Crossroads Church. Welcome, mm-hmm. welcome, Kelly. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I look forward to our conversation. Mm-hmm. And I told you that um, we've been unwrapping the presence of Christ over these days of Advent. And the day that I invited you is the day called Merciful. Yes. And, um, and so, you know, as a person who identifies as an Enneagram style. Eight. On the Enneagram. But when I first <laughs> met you, you thought you might be an Enneagram style. Two. Yeah. Yes. I thought I was the textbook too. Uh-huh. And then it was a conversation you and I had uh, where you lovingly uh, and, and you just knew me enough to know that I was at a place where uh, it was important to just set with the possibility of being an eight and really um, opened up that space of seeing that true reflection that God created me to be in that space of being an eight, even though I'd been so conditioned to think that, that I truly was a two. Why why do you think, why do you think you were conditioned to be a two? Yes. Well, uh, the story I like to share as I look back, uh, is that I remember, uh, when I was four years old, that my parents came into my bedroom and said that, that they were going to have a baby, that my mom was expecting a baby. And, you know, at the time I was the only grandchild on both sides of the family, um, you know, I was four years old and, uh, I remember life, uh, when it was just me. And so my initial gut response to my parents, um, after they told me that they were going to have a baby was why do we need a baby? And, um, so in holding that, you know, that just gut response, then when my sister was born, uh, I decided pretty early on that first night when my sister got up through the night and was crying and my mom got up to feed her that I needed to be up to help my mom. And so thinking about that and and just hearing my mom and talking with my grandmother, you know, in the days after of what a great helper I was, um, you know, that began my journey of, okay, my role is helper. Mm. And so then, you know, seeing even in getting into the um, counseling field and being a professional counselor. And really, you know, when I first engaged with the Enneagram, realizing that I was exhausted to my false self as a helper, because uh, the more I help, the more the potential is that I'll be loved and known and accepted. But it was exhausting because we know that's like filling a cup that has no bottom. Mm. And so, um, in that conversation that you and I had where you said, you know, you might sit with the eight. And I think really that was, that was the, the conversation right there. Cause I remember it was a, you know, we were finishing up the, the uh, celebration time at the transforming center. And, you know, I think you kind of said it as you were getting up and I was getting up and I went back to my room and I was like, Lord, mm-hmm. could this be, um, or maybe how can this be? Mm-hmm. And just really feeling like, that sense of, okay, in order to try to save my place or to have a place, because I felt like I was going to be replaced, um, that I wasn't going to have a, 
a position of importance anymore in the family that I needed to just be a helper. Mm. Uh, but to see that God and just that tenderness was bringing me back to uh, my true self of being a reflection of, of um, his strength. And I think even mercy is, is really something um, that I hold an awareness of. Um, and I think too, at the time, even in the tradition that I grew up in, it was really uh, more acceptable for uh, females to be helpers and not to be leaders. Um, yeah. And not to be challengers. Like, why do we need a baby? Right. <laughs> yes. Why do we need a baby? Yes. I love that. Yes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that, you know, as we um, have discovered with the Harmony model, uh, your two is very true, you know, your yes. two, five, eight. Yes. Very true of you, Dr. Wright. Uh, very true of you in your in your mercy and your uh, your uh, desire to learn and discover all there is about a subject and to take action mm-hmm. in the world as an aid. And so I wondered, you know, with all of that brilliance around you, what how does mercy show up with mm-hmm. the Enneagram, and how would you like to unpack that for us? Maybe even style by style or generically uh, with the Enneagram, any way you want to take it. Oh, yes. Well, you know, I think back to just early on in, in just an awareness of the eight. Uh, I remember talking with my spiritual director um, about a situation that I was experiencing where a leader had um, just was having some struggles. And I just felt a sense that uh, this person wasn't getting it. He, he wasn't safe. He wasn't uh, trustworthy. And I remember my spiritual director said, you know, Kelly, as an eight, uh, in situations like this, think of it that you have a keen sense of smell. Mm-hmm. And so what you're smelling or what you, you're sensing that you're smelling is uh, trash. And this trash needs to be taken out to the curb mm-hmm. for the garbage truck to come and take, you know, take this away. And um, and and really that in my in my true sense of a desire to protect, I wasn't really extending mercy to this uh, situation or to this person. I, I felt that there was a threat. And so you just need to eliminate the threat. And um, so it was really helpful in that conversation, you know, to recognize uh, just the idea that I think sometimes in our humanness, that judgment over mercy comes a little bit more natural especially for me as the eight and wanting to protect people and systems. Um, But it was so helpful in that conversation just to hear um, what really resonated in my soul, which was um, instead of throwing the trash out, it's, it's engaging in loving conversation, um, engaging in, um, more of a, a space, a sacred space with God about boundaries, you know, this not all or none kind of uh, reactionary mm-hmm. kind of approach. Yeah, um, where can really just practice cut off very easily. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then what about nines? How do nines experience mercy? Mm-hmm. You know, I think about for nines, uh, you know, it's it said that out of 
all the numbers, they might hold the most anger, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, just being willing to have some self mercy mm. and an awareness, I think, to engage and even ask the question, um, what am I angry about today? Mm. Uh, you know, because I think it would be very surprising to them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's wonderful. Just what am I angry about today? Yes. Yeah. And then what about ones? How would ones uh, experience mercy? Mm. You know, I think, uh, you know, for just the goodness that one so long for in the world and in self, um, you know, I think it's just this real space of, um, I guess I'd say just really receiving the goodness of God and also receiving the goodness that they, that they are, you know, or that they bring into the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think of, uh, for the ones, the exhaustion of just, you know, as soon as something feels like it may be good enough and then it's not, or there's something else, but, you know, maybe just that space of just receiving the goodness of God, receiving uh, the goodness that they bring. Mm. There's a great song out right now. Um, You know, uh, uh, I am good and you are loved is the line. Mm. And, um, and I, you know, and, and of course it's capital I, I, I as in God, I am good and you are loved. Yeah. Um, But I, uh, I like to sing God is good and I am loved. Mm. Um, or even if for a one to sing, I am good and I am loved. Yes. A really merciful practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, any thoughts on the two since you've spent so much time? In oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I think for the two, just this space of self mercy, self compassion, mm. because I think the beautiful gift that twos give is a compassion and a mercy for others. Um, and yet really having a difficulty extending that to self because, you know, they are so outward focused, mm-hmm. you know, they're often, uh, they often see themselves without need and maybe often see themselves without the need of mercy, even though we all need it, but, you know, just there's no space for self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay. As you'd be surprised, I'm thinking, oh, mercy, mercy me. You know, I mean, I think there is this, um, uh, you know, need to just bring it right on in here for two mm-hmm. mercy. Yes. How about threes? Help me, Dr. Kelly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, as we think about threes, I was talking to a three uh, last night in a little group I'm in and someone that was just coming to terms with being a three. And, you know, that moment when you think you're a number like I experienced, and then you actually come face to face with your true number. It can be painful. <laughs> and, um, you know, just once again, reminded of the, just the real desire that threes have just to be loved, but so often feels like that love is conditional. Mm-hmm. And so this avoidance really a failure, um, because if I fail or if I mess up or if something doesn't just flow just right, um, then I'm not loved or I'm not acceptable. Um, you know, so I think that space of mercy, I think so much for a three is just um, 
holding themselves, whether reflecting in the past or, you know, where where you, you might find yourself today is just that space of, of just uh, embracing those parts of the story where failure was a, was a theme, mm-hmm. um, but not using that as a, a hammer to beat self up with, but again, just, um, just sitting under God's great love and mercy. Um, you know, I, I, I uh, reminds me of this quote. I'm going to look, I wrote this in my journal um, this week. Uh, Richard Rohr's uh, Preparing for Christmas little Advent uh, guide is just incredible. It's like just those daily nuggets. But uh, he says, uh, there is probably no other way to understand God's nature except to daily stand under the waterfall of divine mercy and then become conduits of the same flow. Mm, Lovely. That's beautiful. And how important for threes right now when they're in their cave and can't get out there and produce, right? Right. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes. The train has stopped. (laughs) That's right. uh, You know, and yet I think too, just as we're talking about the heart triad, you know, for the two, threes and fours, how easy it is maybe to be conduits of it to Mm -hmm. others but to know that we have to create this space for our own shower, you know, our own experience of standing under the waterfall, mm-hmm. like oxygen, we're breathing it in, we're taking it in so we can breathe it out. So good. Yeah. How about our fours? Would you yes. just get, reiterate that and say, get under the shower fours? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think so. I think also, um, you know, the, the beauty of the authentic four, but just that struggle with envy, you know? And so I think, yeah, it may be seeing themselves under that waterfall, you know, in just this beautiful natural state of, um, I mean, maybe even like a shower where you don't go into a shower dressed or all spiffied up you know, or you go in authentically you, mm. you know, it is, I think that space of, um, I don't know, it just, it feels uh, reflective of Adam and Eve before the fall. Mm-hmm. They were just so authentically themselves uh, in God's presence. And so I think opportunities for fours to do that are so life-giving. Yeah, before shame, right? Yes. So, yeah, and and uh, and so when um, we move into the headspace with five sixes and sevens, how might they receive mercy? Yeah. Well, I think again, anytime we can move from the head into an experience, you know, for our dear friends in the the head triad, um, you know, and I think that space for the five, because this is really their time, you know, this uh, pandemic, even though it comes with so many struggles, you know, I'm sure for many of the fives being home and, and just um, not having to engage out a lot, you know, many of them are more introverted, um, you know, but maybe looking for ways to just um, give themselves again, that self uh, compassion and and mercy of, um, especially when they don't know something, Um, you know, there's so much, 
um, that is out there to know. And I think with all the technology and all the information at our hands, I just think where that can be um, maybe having it's uh, having part of it that's life giving for the five, but also can feel like it's this never ending endless pursuit mm-hmm. because the last thing they would want is to be able to say, I don't know. But maybe for a five, it's sitting with God and asking, you know, show me what I might be questioning that it's okay just to not pursue. Hmm. You know, maybe that would be compassionate and merciful. Resting in the cloud of unknowing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How about our, our beautiful sixes that. Oh, yes. Our, our dear, loyal and faithful, um, you know, I, I just wonder if God might have an experience for our six friends, you know, of just seeing themselves held in his merciful hands. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just sensing an image that's different than that waterfall yeah. for the, for the six. It may not feel safe to stand under the waterfall. Like <laughs> it may feel threatening, but you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just picturing God's strong arms holding them. Um, and so not having to rely on self or others for that. Um, can I read another quote I'm thinking of too, Claire? Um, let me pull it up on my phone here. Um, I was reading this week. Um, this is from Henry Nowen's, uh The Return of the Prodigal Son. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but if there's a great quote, I just take a picture of it. Uh, And so I'm just reminded of it uh, to pull up as we're visiting. But so Henry Nowen, what a gift. He writes in this, um, The Return of the Prodigal Son, uh, here is the God I want to believe in, a father who from the beginning of creation has stretched out his arms in merciful blessing, never forcing himself on anyone, but always waiting, never letting his arms drop down in despair but always hoping that his children will return so that he can speak words of love to them and let his tired arms rest on their shoulders. His only desire is to bless. So maybe for our friends who are six is just seeing themselves as that little child. And he's the almighty dad just desiring to bless and his arms are uh, outstretched and in this tireless desire to just show mercy and to bless. Yeah. Or even like that mother, you know, mm-hmm. oh, how I long to gather you and, and pull you yes. up arms like a mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's um, that sense of reliance and not having to, uh, to take care of all that is happening and being held. I love that Kelly. Yes. And then I don't know if you know a seven or not, but you might have something to say mercifully. <laughs> <to a seven. laughs> oh, mercy, mercy. <laughs> oh, yes. My dear, sweet husband, as just a beautiful reflection of the seven, you know, I think about lately, uh, recently I was talking with a um a group that I'm in as we're doing the Ignatian exercises together and a phrase came up about um, the fear of joy. Mm. So this idea that things might be going really well, you know, um, 
we may finding find ourselves feeling hopeful or joyful about something, but you know, that lingering kind of gnawing thought in the back of your mind, like when's the shoe going to drop or when's the rug going to get pulled out from underneath me? Um, and so I think for sevens, uh, you know, really experiencing that mercy of, of God, not being the kind of parent that pulls the rug out, mm. you know, uh, mm. that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and maybe even that boundary too of experiencing uh, the joy of the Lord, hmm. period. Um, you know, because I know the sevens are such in pursuit of all the possibilities that joy has to offer, you know, with all the things in the world. And, um, and not to say we can't experience joy in the world, because I think God has given us many gifts. Uh, but I think sometimes, again, just like all the numbers, we can get it flip-flopped. And uh, we tend to think like, for example, for the seven, um, I'll be loved and known and accepted if I just find the joy uh, in the world or a joy in more. Mm. But we know, again, that's like filling a cup that has no bottom, Mm. you know, and so I think that compassionate invitation for the seven is just um, that experience of being with the Lord and just experiencing the joy of the Lord. You know, whether that is in um, nature or whether that is in, you know, another creative expression, you know, that's where, like you said, with the harmony triads, you know, it's, it's a beautiful experience when sevens can go to the four. Oh my goodness. Mm. It's a gift. And yes. you know, uh, Kelly, I, I've seen lots of four in your husband and yes. then, you know, and then I get to hear about the new way you're living in the world right now. And um, you know, I always put links for people to connect with, uh, with the, you know, the friends that we've, we've talked to. And, um, and I am just really impressed with the fact that you've brought together your world in such a way in this moment as, uh, as a therapist, as a spiritual director, as a pastor, as a, you know, beautiful human being that has so much two, five, eight, energy happening. And what are you doing right now for, can I just uh, give a spoiler alert, veterans, because that might just get everybody to stop in these final minutes we have together. Yes. Well, um, I am now a part of uh, a team, a faith and community team at Veterans United Home Loans. So you can check out uh, veteransunited.com or specifically you could uh, check out our team. It's uh, vufaith.com. But this incredible company that I'm a part of here in Columbia, Missouri, uh, really just the the driving force of our company is helping veterans with their home loans. And so um, and then within our team, we're able to then be able to just walk with employees and families uh, that may be you know, pursuing and having questions about faith, or even if they are people of faith, being able to walk alongside them as they, they grow in their relationship with the Lord. Um, we've got, you know, other teams in our, our company too, uh, you know, that, that look at diversity and, and um, lots of different uh, things, but this just feels like um, a position that I was made for you know, and getting to um, connect people to resources. And and this is another exciting thing. So after the first of the year, we're going to be rolling out a 10-week video series on the Enneagram. 
<laughs> because the Enneagram, you know, with our uh, young population of employees here, we hire a lot of uh, younger adults. Um, they are so enamored with the Enneagram. And so I am so excited about continuing conversations or beginning conversations about the Enneagram, you know, here in our, in our um, company. But yes, I'm just so, so grateful um, for this company. And, you know, and even in uh, November, so I just started the first of November and on Veterans Day, we had a um, promotion that anytime someone tweeted, thanks for your service hmm. to veterans, that our company donated, you know, put money aside for each of those tweets. Well, throughout the day, we're just seeing the numbers rolling. And, you know, it was over $2 million wow. that then was donated and, and actually paid off um, several uh, veterans mortgages with, um, with those donations. Yes. And so people can connect um, with, you know, you'll give me all the links and I'll be able to put that yes. there, whether they're veterans or families of veterans that might want to check in and see, you know, services and resources um, because you've been a therapist, uh, you know, for me, you've, you've also got other resources to help people with, well, let's just say you name it. <laughs> and, and if you can't do it, you'll let them know where to discover uh, help. And um, Kelly, thank you for bringing us your merciful, mm. uh, powerful, and wise presence today. Mm. And we, we are, um, Scott and I are really grateful to know you and to uh, be able to connect people with you, yes. all, you know, the good things you're doing in the world. Mm. So, well, thank you so much, Claire. We just, uh, you know, Hartley and I love you and Scott, and I am just so thrilled that you are part of my story of uh, just being able to connect that, yes, there's a lot of two in me, uh, but deep, deep down, I just appreciate that um, that seeing uh, that you extended to me and what a gift that was to just be really invited to um, the affirmation of being an eight. So thank you for having me. I just pray blessings over you and your family for Christmas and um, just so grateful for this time together. Thank you. Merciful Advent to you, my friend. Mm, and you. Thanks so much for joining with us today on the Enneagram and Christianity podcast. We would love to connect with you as you wait for Christ to be revealed and offer spiritual practices to stay present to Christ's presence within you this Advent season. You can check out Scott and Claire's Enneagram website by going to scottandclairelorage.org. That's S-C-O-T-T-A-N-D-C-L-A-R-E-L-O-U-G-H-R-I-G-E.org. And when you go there, you can check out the blog and the vlog and all things Enneagram. And of course, you can go to ccmonline.org. We hope that you'll be able to join us each and every day through the season of Advent as we give thanks for the faithfulness of Christ. Hope to see you soon.